1: Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 1st of August, 2008. For newcomers, I suggest you look into cuttingthroughthematrix.com and download as many of the previous talks I've given over the years as possible, and you'll find a lot of information concerning the big picture. The very big picture this guided us to this present position in a world where everything is global, totalitarian, and on a roll, and you'll find out why. You'll also find out where it's going to, and you'll find out the big foundations, the organizations that network together to bring it about, a very old agenda, and you'll also find out how even those things which you follow in life, your culture, the cultural industry, how they affect you, and how you're programmed to accept Next step forward, in the next step, in the next step, through music and entertainment. Also, look into Alan Watts sentient, Sentinel.eu for transcripts which you can download in the various languages of Europe. Now, most people live in six o'clock newsland, regular media, and they adapt to changes very quickly because they're being programmed to adapt. If those people who are familiar faces on regular media and television adapt quickly and accept each law that comes on the books has been quite normal, then the public do so also. It's, very, it's like follow the leader. Very, very simple. And the bulk of people like to, to all be the same. They like the oneness idea. They don't like to be different. That's why they're given polls which suggest that 80% of the public go for this or that, They want to be part of that 80%, and they don't want to be left behind in case they're different. They want to be the same. That's why polls were invented in the first place. It's a propaganda tool. They work very well. And we are being upgraded in such an incredible pace. I was reading today about the governments at all airports and borders, Canada and the States, can now confiscate your laptops or any cell phone, whatever, and keep them for as long as they wish, indefinitely, if need be. And they don't need any suspicion to take it off you. The have even said in the law that they made to make it legal that even information from ordinary people might help in corralling terrorists. What an excuse. But that will do the public. They'll adapt to that very quickly. And regular travelers who bend over when they're told to, and submit when they're told to, and jump through hoops, and who are humiliated on a a frequent basis, they're the first ones to adapt into this new normalcy, this new freedom. And we must remember what Bush said. He, He called it the new freedom. He gave us a new definition of what freedom is. And it's a freedom where you have no rights whatsoever. It's if you have the freedom to obey and jump like Pavlov's dog before you get shot. And even if you jump, you still might get shot. And that's okay. Because I've written the laws that way to make it okay. Just because I say it's a law does not mean it's right. We've been conditioned and brainwashed that all laws somehow have some holy perspective to it and nothing is further from the truth. All tyrannies in all countries... Down through the ages, put laws on the books. And when they become ridiculous and impede the flow and the movement and the business and the lives of people, they are tyrannies. You must never forget that. And there's not much left except passive non-cooperation. The rest is unthinkable. Back with more after this break. I am Alan Watt, this is Cutting Through the Matrix. What is the Matrix? The Matrix is the reality in which you live. The reality is always being upgraded like a computer program, and is downloaded to you via fiction and novels, yet novelists are paid to write the stuff and told what to write about. They belong to the future of society, and when you look back on the novels and sci-fi that's been churned out, last 30, 40, 50 years, they've spelled that way we're going. And when it happens in real life, we think it's all quite natural because the vague thought is still swirling around inside our skulls, put there, and we're downloaded through fiction. When you're into fiction, your guard is not up, your sensor part of your brain isn't working, and it never dawns on you, you're being programmed. this war on terror has never spelled out to the public very much like the New World Order praise used by Mr. Bush Sr. used on various occasions on very significant dates like 9-11 and when you look into it all the thousands of journalists across the planet went along with this New World Order speech and mentioned it and so on And just left it at that, as though they knew something and the public didn't. What did they mean by a new world order? Now, those who were into studying the spy games uh, thought automatically it was a new world order where there was no Cold War, where their main enemy supposedly was, was finished. And nothing was further from the truth because no one defeated the Soviet Union. Orders came out from Gorbachev, who was the head of the Union at that time, and told all the Prime Ministers in all the countries to stand down and get out of town. That's what happened, because the next phase was to come in, the merger of the Soviet system with the West. And all of the tricks and techniques which were experimented with on people and school children and prisoners to do with psychological warfare and conditioning... And Pavlovian conditioned responses and behaviorism are now all blended with the West system. And that's why they're on a roll now. They're using all of that to try and bring a whole new world order into view. And not a world order where there's peace for the general public. There might be peace eventually when you can't think for yourself at all. That's what they mean by peace, when you cannot complain, when you don't bitch or form groups and see what they're doing and accuse them of what they're doing. Then they'll have peace at the top. Quite a few books have been churned out about the future to come but as far back as the 50s and 60s through the 70s. And some people who worked for MI5 and MI6 as novelists and as non-fiction writers that generally did both, like H.G. Wells, you, you find that They talked about the system to come. And how they'd have to literally lobotomize the general population, especially that part of the brain which gave you independence and allowed you to think as yourself, as being, a separate individual entity. In other words, your survival mechanism. And they found ways to do it through experimenting all that time ago. Arthur Kostler was one of them. He worked for MI5 and 6 in cahoots with the CIA to not only give you thoughts, to prepare you for this, but to get people on board. And there are crazy people out there who follow NGOs, the rah-rah crowd, the sheep, as Orwell called them in 1984, four legs good, two legs bad. And, of course, when they reverse the slogan, they don't even notice they're the useful idiots. And so that they form big groups, groups, to bring this utopia into place. And it's been taught through the higher academia, the higher levels, that this must be so, and it's worldwide. When no one can think for themselves, we'll all be lobotomized, and they have chemical ways to do it. They can literally target any part of the brain and use either straight inoculations which they talked about, as did Lord Bertrand Russell. The needle, as he said, in a compliant population. Or they can spray it in the air, they can put it in the water, they can put it in the food, they can make the food created, in fact, an actual drug, which will target specifically parts of your brain. Just like bio-warfare, that's what it is, bio-warfare on the people the general public will go down. Most of them will go down as this happens. Those who understand what's happening will have a hard time too. I've said, I said years ago, you have to keep your sanity. Holding on to your sanity will be the hardest thing you've ever done as you see bizarre changes and you see the public around you adapt to them. Like robots. It's a huge multi-million pound that's money, British pounds, campaign in Britain to get young children into being green cops and viral cops. Big, massive publicity campaign. They're given a little badge and a little card to carry and a list of things to report to the authorities, on their parents and on their friends and neighbours and all the rest of it to do with being bad environmentalists, broken the laws, the rules. This was shown again in Orwell's 84. And he simply got it from the Young Nazi League, the Hitler Youth. And, of course, they they got it from the Young Communist Youth Party. And guess what the Boys Brigade was all about? And the Boy Scouts and the Cubs. Uniform, uniform, uniformity. And no one thought anything about it. That was also the time they brought out the Salvation Army. An army. But did they wear uniforms? You don't think they accept. And we're going into a hell. Rapidly hell is manifesting openly on earth. We are being dehumanized at such a speed now that nothing really would shock the public. They've had years of heavily funded and promoted and advertised art in all weird forms, with fetuses in urine, to dehumanize what a fetus is. You're just a thing, an object, an animal, and you're not an endangered species. And we accepted that. with the armies of, of women shouting slogans about their own body, thinking, well, that's their right but really when it affects all of society and that's not the agenda as that woman is right it's going to affect all of us because there's another group on top using them all to dehumanize us all the eugenics movement and don't forget who started the abortion industry in the west on behalf of the eugenics movement Margaret Sanger she also had quotes in her book written in the 20s from Hitler. She brought us family planning. Now we're in for the big global family planning. And the big boys can't wait. And to be honest with you, it's something I've always known is that most people will go down with this. They will obey to the bitter end. Every ridiculous law and rule that comes along that teaches them to be humiliated because you must humiliate to create apathy and apathy was something that the big tanks were driving at and published in their own documents back in the 60s what can I do what can I do and you also tend to get a little frightened when you realize this whole system that you thought was yours or your nation's is there to control you not to help you You're dependent on the system, interdependence. This term going back to the days of Cecil Rhodes and before even. Manly P. Hall used it in one of his books as well on behalf of World Freemasonry. Where he said we must create an interdependent society. Only then will there be peace because everyone will depend on everyone else for their livelihood or their food or their substance. It means you're helpless. And that is why they're driving so quickly now to pull this off. As we adapt to change and there's no normality left in any sphere to compare with, we can rattle ahead, full steam ahead, and we will adapt and adapt and adapt all the way to the new sheep pen. I get people asking what we can do, and I always think in terms of the mass. You cannot fight the system by using the system. And whatever complaints departments are out there don't work. They can drag you into courts and friddle your money away while they use tax money to back theirs until you're broke and bankrupt. They can pass you around from one bureaucracy to the next and you give up. They gave us rubber tools. They bounce off the road have to go and use them. Carefully planned over centuries and implemented over centuries, the plan is being pulled off right now. And if it goes much further, you'll be in a straitjacket. Because travel already is becoming more and more difficult. People thought and they <laughs> you hear them going rah 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 when they talk about borders. They don't realize they're creating a cage to keep you all in. That's the purpose of it. That's how these techniques are used. You must always look at another perspective, another side, to get the real reason. Because whatever they give you in public is very always plausible. And that's the good reason, but there's always a real reason. And that was Mandel House that first said that. I'll be back with more after this break. I am Ellen Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. And I'm going to go to the phones now, because I think about Jennifer last time, and I couldn't get her in. So I'm going to try to fit her in now. And Jennifer's from Kansas. Are you there, Jennifer?
2: Hi, Alan.
1: Hi. Hi.
2: Hi. Um, I called um, a couple of months ago, um, complaining about being electronically harassed. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I felt like... I've been feeling like I need to call back in and, and clarify a couple of things because I don't want people, I sounded so hysterical, and I don't want people to um, be talked into shutting up out of fear that they're going to be hit by space weapons because uh, talking is the only thing that we can do, really. Um, so the first thing I, I wanted to say is that, that I think that I've been a target my whole life but they just really amplified it a, a hundredfold over the last couple of years so that there's no longer any doubt in my mind about what's happening. And I did a lot more than just talk. I uh, filed a lawsuit that involved a sitting judge. And so I'm sure that got me on a list.
1: Well, so the, the, the I odd thing is, to, the odd thing is, I mean, it's, even though it sounds to most people, far-fetched. The, there are groups out there, and one woman did a fantastic study, I think in California, when she found that um, through declassified documentation from the U.S. Navy, they had been targeting people around bases, and they admitted in the report that it worked better on male and female before puberty, and then after puberty, mainly females, and uh off so much at it, they have been doing a lot of experimentation, and they do pick subjects who have no idea what's happening to them, because um, to, to study a subject, it can't, it mustn't know it's being part of an experiment to get the proper d- results but so there is documentation out there on this kind of technology and we do know with the ELF frequencies, uh, they're really stepped up now, you can pick it up on ham radio 24 hours a day that's the Harp technologies um, it is affecting people, and I know by the calls I get from all over the U.S. and Canada and different countries, I can actually see patterns of everyone being down at the same time, depressed, or then it's quiet for a while, when they're kind of carefree, and then they're all back to depression again, and I'm sure it's related to this kind of technology which they're using. And now Brzezinski, remember, wrote the book Between Two Ages, and he talked about The use of this technology on whole populations, that's what was to come, and it's actually happening now.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I I know they're using it on a widespread scale. They've been using it for a long time, but with specific people, it's like they don't care. Once they realize that, you know, well... I think it's because I started hanging around with somebody else that was also being targeted, and that served as validation, so I knew what was happening it wasn't working as well, so then they had to step it up um, mm-hmm. but anyway um i I wanted to ask you a question um, you you had said you'd mentioned to a caller uh, um, one time about uh, psychotronic weaponry. He said uh, something to the effect that there was a way of thinking uh, to keep them from being able to lock onto you. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you could elaborate a little bit on that.
1: Well, this is a, an, an interesting little article. It came out of Finland of all places, and who would have thought Finland is experimenting in this advanced weaponry. And the Scientist is published now. It came out only a few months ago. Uh, scientists there had been using cell phone towers, the big ones, in the countryside, the tall ones. And they can actually read the vibrational levels, your own fingerprint, you might say. We all vibrate at a certain frequency. And they could actually um, eventually feed that to a computer, find out who you were, etc., and use other towers to target you with a a particular ELF wave or microwave uh, within three feet of where you are standing, even if you are miles away within lines of sight. So your brain pattern itself gives off a particular pattern, which is easily read. It's like a a unique ID fingerprint, and they're they're using this kind of technology. You'll you'll find, um, and even Nick Bagage went through a lot of this stuff, where... And universities, too, have to have uh, put stuff out on this very topic where they have computers, and they've had them for a while, which can actually pick up your brainwave patterns, read it almost instantaneously, meaning they understand the language of your thoughts. And if there's any wrong thought there, they can send it right back into your brain in a millisecond, and you'd be the last one to know that your thoughts had just been altered from the direction they were going in. That's how far ahead they are. And you'll find when you can... Um, When you can um, even go do a nursery rhyme in your head, things like that, um, that can put these things off. It's the same with lie detectors. If you go through a lie detector device, try and recite nursery rhymes over and over and over, and that's one way of coming through unscathed. Okay. Okay. Any any kind
2: of uh, dissociation? technique. Th- that,
1: that'll bring it with it. That comes with it. Because your your mind is working on two levels at the same time. One's automatic with a rhyme and the other one is vaguely hearing what you're being asked. So you don't, your the needle doesn't shoot up and give any game away. Yeah.
2: Okay. Awesome. Okay. Thank you very much, Alan.
1: Thanks for calling. And um, that that's what's happening. As I say, there's so much technology being used, has been used for a long time. We're the last to know about it. I've got Antonio from Maryland Area. You there, Antonio? Hello, I. Oh, there's a break coming. Just hold on, Antonio, and we'll get with you after this break.
2: You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
1: Hi, folks. I am Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. And we're talking to Antonio from Maryland. Are you there, Antonio?
3: Uh, Yes, I am, Alan. How are you today? Not so bad. I was uh, just wanted to ask real quickly how is the wood cutting going? Um, has the weather been hampering you too much? Though? Oh, I
1: tell you, it's clockwork weather. It, I've never seen so much rain daily for the last two months. And it, it starts at the same time. Uh, the clouds are there when you wake up, it will rain in the afternoon. In the evening, it breaks. For two hours, you see some stars, then in come the clouds, and it's the same again day after day after day a two months solid is clockwork weather and a lot of spring going on too and during the breaks as well
3: yes uh, we've been getting uh, a little more rain down in this area than we uh, normally get um, well if you consider the last few years mm-hmm. um... i was actually calling um, to um, comment on something you said just a little earlier about um people uh... well we're going into a hell mm-hmm. and it's going to be a living hell um, um, by my time, everything is over. Um, you know, you're exactly right. I think that's what they want. Uh, they want all the small groups to try and, um, I, I guess, become violent, and that yep. way they can squash um, those uh, those little entities. Uh, I guess if there was a nationwide or a continent wide, uh um, worldwide, worldwide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have to be in, in in communication with each other. That would be the only way anything could be done. But other than that, um, it
1: would be like trying to um, wake the dead. <laughs> yes, and they'll also point to those groups and say, look, there are crazy ones amongst you. We've got to do something and keep you safe. So it will work in their favor.
3: Exactly. It's funny you say that, um, considering um, I, I, I'm pretty sure you heard the news story of the gentleman in Canada on the bus who... They said acted pretty much like a robot and yeah. stabbing and then decapitating a, a passenger that he had just previously been smoking a cigarette with earlier mm-hmm. um, uh, that that evening
1: before he uh, that, that teaches crack. you to to, to uh, choose your brands carefully. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, um, just uh, just real quick, um, and then I'll let you go. I know there you have other callers. I had um, a gentleman stop past my home today, and he was offering free adt um, home security service he wanted to give me a free on stock service um, for my house. <laughs> oh wow yeah I-, I-, I would imagine how many people would be um, accepting that in my neighborhood um, a free yeah. on stock service and uh, do they realize what it uh, actually does other than being a convenience uh, yes and also you'll be marked down I was suspicious that you didn't accept it uh... yeah yeah well I, I-, I told him I'll think about it and then I'll give him a call and uh, concerning the borders, I don't know if many people. I don't know. Um, I haven't looked at maps of Canada. Uh, I would say recently, especially the cities. But I've noticed that um, a long time ago here in the United States, that most of the major cities, uh, um, uh, and I guess uh, anything that's been towards the, the large or the major cities like New York and Los Angeles, um, have beltways around them, and these beltways have been changed. They, are, they have been reinforced um, supposedly to guard against noise levels
1: with
0: yep.
3: um, concrete barriers now.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And yeah. um, I don't know if people realize what these concrete barriers are there for They're, They're not there. actually there to keep
1: noise out. You know, <laughs> you know, It's, it's funny,
3: exactly it's, like you said. It's
1: Go funny ahead, you mentioned that because I was talking to a guy from Pennsylvania and he's way out in rural areas and during the night they put out these concrete barriers alongside the roads for miles and miles and miles. Now, there's no accidents along there. There's hardly any traffic along there. What it is is to stop you getting off the road when the big moves come and you're, you're actually moved. They want people like refugees moving, probably during plagues or whatever else they cause. And that's to stop you from getting off the road with your, with your um, four-wheel drive.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, as I said uh, once before, uh, I don't think most realize that the habitat areas have already been established. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're, they're already there. Uh, so all they got to do is bring down the um, bring down the um, the passages out, and it's just a complete wall around the city. Yeah. All right, I'll let you go, and you have a good evening, Alan. You
1: too. Thanks, thanks for right. calling. Bye. And uh, they also put in sockets. If you go, if you stop, if you're crazy enough to stop near an intersection and in the big roundabouts that they have. You'll find the sockets on every entrance and exit to the main highways, and they have these foldable gates that go right across them. They were put up there in the 80s. In the 80s for what's coming down in the near future. Everything is planned that way. Now
4: I've got Paul in Ontario, Canada. Uh, good Paul. evening, uh, Alan. How are you? Not so bad. Good, good. Interesting uh, conversation. I... uh I wanted to ask you a question in retrospect to a, a topic that was uh, mentioned on Wednesday by one of your listeners. Um, he was mentioning how uh, once the um, once you've served your purpose uh, as a high ranking uh, mason in terms of helping to uh, once you've served the great work and you've kind of helped like you know like if you're for example a high level politician or a CEO of a major corporation and you've helped, uh, again, uh, suppress the population, that they get rid of you. Is that the case for all high-ranking Freemasons? No. Because if they know that more often than not, or uh, seemingly there's a risk, let's say, that they could be eliminated once they've served their purpose, why would they even bother going through all the different phases of going? Like, well, Why would you join a Masonic Lodge if you know that you know, once you've, Hit, once you've hit the 33rd degree and let's say like you know you've lived 10 years as a uh, as a king for example because mm-hmm. they just flush you with money and then you've served your purpose and then they get rid of you because they're they fear you more than they fear the commoner because uh you know what they're up to and you know you could yeah. kind of turn against them if you want. yeah it's like generally
1: it's a lifer. you sign on for life that's just it and remember life begins at 40 the 40th degree most people, masons think it ends at 33rd, but no. If you have the right stuff, and I, that's what they call the right stuff, mm-hmm. uh, they will pull you off into a side lodge and boost you up into lodges you don't even
4: know exist. So they don't eliminate, like when you see like you know presidents being prosecuted in the Hague and so on and so forth. So they don't get rid of the, uh, so they keep the ones that like. How does it work? They don't eliminate everyone, like. Not not everyone. If, if the is still useful or, or they've they've just simply followed
1: what they're instructed to do, mm-hmm. uh, then they'll have the reward in one way or another. You know, Stalin didn't even believe that uh, Adolf Hitler was killed. And he wrote, to Churchill, the letter is there for people who want to see it. It's in lots and lots of books. And he said, he said, that charred body could be anybody. I really don't believe that is
4: Adolf Hitler. Well, that was and, just staged then. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, the world is the world is a stage, as Shakespeare said. So they don't eliminate. Uh, I just not, wanted not, to not them all. I mean, this is the thing. You'll never know who is and who isn't. Because I just wanted. Because I mean, if you're stupid enough to join a lodge to begin with, excuse my language. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess. So I guess they don't eliminate mm-hmm. everyone. And you got to understand too, uh, if you go into
1: if you look at the oath that they swore in the 1800s mm-hmm. and. George Orwell put this in his book, 1984, one of the, a good part of the oath there. You do swear that if, if the order needs your own sacrifice to further their agenda, mm-hmm. then you must be willing, if called upon, to sacrifice yourself. So that's part of the higher order.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, just one last uh, quick uh, question. You had mentioned a couple of weeks ago how, the Middle East is the last area, if you will, where they have yet to really coordinate, where they've established the uh, the infrastructure, like to to totally control the world, right? Yeah. And how that's the last standoff. Am I correct? It's the last cultural standoff until okay. they're standardized. That everyone
1: must be go right. through the same education. But,
4: but then, but then, I, if I remember correctly, on on Wednesday or on Monday of this week, you mentioned how there's no one who to stand in the Freemason's way any longer. Like they've, uh, they've kind of uh, eliminated all possible uh, groups that remain uh, that resist them. So my question is, so, so how would the Middle East present uh, itself as a, as an area that, like if they've, if no one's in their way, how come they haven't conquered the Middle East yet? Aren't Middle Eastern politicians working for them? I don't understand how that works. Well, they they, they work all the time in the world. These guys work uh, years
1: ahead. Mm-hmm. And they'll know how they're going to pull up this whole agenda off. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone who doesn't take the bait... Now, they're generally try to pay off all the, the, those who rule particular countries. Mm-hmm. They'll try to pay them off first bring them in and give them lots of deals personally for their families and themselves. Mm-hmm. And if they can't, they'll simply bomb them. And Bush has given the orders for covert war to be carried out. I think even the New Yorker magazine did seven pages on scenarios to get the war with Iran started, including uh, the possibility of using special forces dressed up as Arabs in those uh, little MTB boats attacking a US ship. Does that
4: mean that uh, if there, does that mean that they even classify in the eugenics? Uh, do they, besides the the inbreeding, do they classify themselves like? Do they put like for example the white race ahead of like are they racist by skin as well is, is um, no the bread in every race oh so they're even amongst like um brown colored uh, yellow colored uh... yeah oh yeah oh. so it's like a gene thing like you said yeah it's a gene and that's why they
1: generally even american indians you look into the famous freemasons they always tell you that willie brandt who was the head of the five nations for Canada and the states. Mm-hmm. And how he was taken to Britain. He was given a, an aristocratic wife to marry. So back. no, so no He, he came understand. back, he came back and then he split the tribes up into two, half fighting for the US side, half for Britain. His son Norton took over from him and did the same thing. They breed into every race, but i got to go to the next caller, okay? Yeah. So we'll take Kyle from uh, Connecticut. Hi, Alex. Hello.
0: How you doing not so bad well i've been listening and i was just wondering how you think they'll roll out this north american union in uh 2010. how are they going to combine the looney toony, dollar and peso
1: it will be simple for them i'm sure it's already made up and printed and minted if we don't go straight to cashless that is and all they have to do all they have to do you see, they gave you a clue when they had it the, in the newspapers of, uh, in the 2005, Fortress America. These were was, was full pages, two or three pages in the mainstream newspapers here in Canada. But they said we got to amalgamate to compete with Europe, to fight terrorism, etc. That two or three governments working independently were inefficient economically and otherwise, and we'd have to integrate mainly to fight terrorism, we'd have to integrate our governments into one. That was in mainstream media, 2005, when they signed the first open agreement for for the amalgamation of the Americas at Waco. And
0: don't they need to sign seven?
1: Pardon? How many times did they have to sign before this? 2010 is the last one. They sign one per year now, till 2010. And all they need to do is create some. I don't. I don't to be honest with you, I don't think they even create another crisis. I've no. talked to enough people and uh they'll say what well, you know vaguely because they don't reason through things that they, they're already getting conditions for little bits on television they say well i guess it'd be no big deal anyway because we're all the same culture and so they'd they, they take it in their stride not long between global
0: government from there that's right yeah that's right well um i mean we've been written- guided by laws, codes, and documents throughout history. But now everybody's going by feelings and perceptions.
1: Yes. Yes, because that's the technique they gave us. Uh, most people have got all their opinions from fiction on, and drama and movies. That's where they even got their history from. And uh, they've all these bits of little bits. See, all these little bits of information that the program you are attached to, emotion, so these emotive topics, emotive scenes, And and so they think emotionally, not through pure, hard logic and reason. That's why people uh, go by these little feelings that they have. And uh, strangely enough, on mainstream media, as I say, they've published all of this in mainstream papers. And they have no memory of it. Sad. Yeah. See, most folk have never really been conscious. They've been part of a scientific indoctrination, and that's what they call it at the top. That's what Bertrand Russell called it—scientific indoctrination, that their whole lives, and they didn't know it, and they'll die never knowing it. So it's a collective unconscious. Yeah, yeah, pretty well. And what you're seeing too is a standardization of all opinions. And if you ask them how they, they're all—they've all got the same opinion—they couldn't tell you. They haven't even thought, out, thought it out that far
0: at all. No. Everybody refers to. Uh the government and uh, society as we. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how. Yeah, it's quite clever, isn't it? And really
1: with with nothing, we have no input whatsoever. We're the last to get any truth out of any government. You think of the cooperation during the entire Cold War, when you even had government and Senate hearings on the foundations and their complicity with bringing the Soviet system to the America's and all the major media was quiet about it. Who runs all of that? Who coordinates all of that? That's, that's complicity,
0: that's incredible complicity. Yeah. I remember learning about socialism in school and yeah. uh, they make it sound like a great idea. It sounds wonderful. If you look at the, the actual com-
1: the Soviet constitution, it'd be a paradise. <laughs> yeah, on paper. Yeah, everything's wonderful on paper. And it's always a scam going on. Always. All right, Alan. Well um I'll be ordering your books and keep it up. Thanks for calling. Thanks. And I've got Daniel in Minnesota? Hello. Missouri? Alan? Yeah, hello. Hi, how are you? Not so bad.
3: Good. Um I was listening and uh they're building walls here in Missouri around the highways as well.
1: They are, yeah.
3: Yeah, here in Kansas City. And uh, a couple weeks ago, I went to uh, Wichita, Kansas, and they're doing the same thing there, too. So Mm -hmm.
4: they're caging us all in. Yeah,
1: they're caging everyone in. And I've just got the the photographs in from the the double walls that are going across the border in Mexico. Same thing again. You know, the Romans did this thousands of years ago in Britain. The same thing. They they would build two walls and, and a walkway between or a driveway between to get the armies up and down. These guys never change their tactics. It's amazing.
3: Yeah, that's that's kind of the exact same thing here. There's a you know a wall like almost immediately kind of a little bit past the highway, yeah. and then past that there's a bigger wall.
1: Yeah. Oh, they love uh, walls. They love oh, yeah. walls. Yeah. A wall is just a, a, a law reversed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, that's what you're dealing with. And as I say, they're, they're really putting up these concrete structures too, so you can't get off the highway. That's a big thing for them.
3: Yeah. Right. That's kind of what I was thinking. When you look at it, it's, 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 uh, it, it's almost kind of to where they can kind of force you off up a ramp.
1: Yeah. Stick a couple, maybe like a tank or something underneath and you can't go anywhere. Yes. Yeah. You're stuck. And there's cameras everywhere.
3: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All along the highway. I mean, mm-hmm. it's
1: just ridiculous. Yeah. I know.
4: All right. Well, I'll let you go. It was nice speaking with you, brother.
1: Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Henry from Canada. Are you there, Henry?
0: Hello there. Hello. Uh, Hello. I was just, um, I overheard uh, the, the, I only checked in late here, Alan, but um, I take exception to one thing about um, these people uh, only being emotional and not logical. There is some scientific study that says emotion and logic are the same thing. Can't have a logic without emotion. But hey, all of our highways around the city here in New Brunswick are, are very high fences on I'll, each side. I'll be side. Back, back with more after this break. Yeah, hold on.
1: Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix and with Henry and Canada on the line talking about New Brunswick,
0: isn't it? Well, we 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 I I tuned into your show late, um, Alan. Yeah, you said that, uh, but you had to hurry because we're okay. So uh, we were speaking of Pavlo- Pavlovian trained responses uh, uh, as as um, as compared to people, whether they're emotional or logical. Well, people cannot be logical unless they are emotional; otherwise, they have no already, point of reference. But, right? Yeah. Yeah, but good, could and then and then and then another part of your um your discussion this evening, I I have to uh, also I can uh support these ideas that fences are being built not only in the United States but throughout Nova Scotia and New Brunswick, all the highways anywhere near a major city, we have very high fences that you cannot um. They also, can't put, climb them over. Up, uh,
1: they also put them up around the ports and the Great Lakes. Even the small ones. Uh, that was in the papers here, too. Even uh Port Perry's, they're putting up a huge fence around this little facility. And, of course, they have all the gunships as well on the lakes now.
0: Yes, yeah, so well, they've had them there since uh, Prohibition, haven't they?
1: No, this, this, no. no. I read that article about a year ago with a, a whole new flotilla a flotilla of uh, special boats being put on the Great Lakes. And they're heavily, heavily armed, like never before. They changed the laws to allow them to use heavy-caliber machine guns, very heavy-caliber, 7.65 or something, big, long shells. And they haven't explained why. I mean, the Arabs aren't coming across here uh, with inflatable camels, you know. So what really is going on is to keep people in... Or something is going to happen in the future.
0: Well, it might be the boys in Ganawquay there on off the reservation. They're smuggling all the cigarettes in. Remember that? Ah, uh, there's nothing to do with the cigarettes. No. I didn't think so. Alan. I just thought I'd make a joke with you. But uh, yeah, I, and um, and I'm definitely on that program of getting the girls on. Uh, a friend of mine called in, and I'm getting the girls on the um, the soybean uh, diet there for the narrow hips. Remember? Oh yeah. Remember you recommended that? The soya bean diet, not me. Soybean diet, it it causes women to have narrow hips. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. So I, I took your recommendation. I've, I've I've told all my my girlfriends uh, to get on that diet right away. Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, Thank yeah. You <laughs> See, the that changes their mind too, mind you. Changes
0: well, their mood as well. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not listening right now, so we, we have that freedom of speech right now on this one.
1: That's all you so, got left.
0: Yeah, that's uh, all we have is that little bit of freedom of speech. And we have to remember to have a sense of humor, but at the same time we do need to act. And please, somebody tell me what to do.
1: Yeah, and it's going to start with each individual simply saying no. Enough is enough, because we don't. don't, don't, Nothing will be enough.
0: But we have to say it with such a such a. um, Our voice has to be. um, If it's heard in the United States, we're not. We don't have freedom of speech any longer. We're not allowed to write the word. We're not allowed to cause the word to be printed. Yeah. Um, and now the thought police are out there too now, aren't they? That's right. They are. And the children are
1: being taught to report on parents and neighbors and so on. They've got to nip it in the bud now. And we have got to – people will have to start saying, no, enough is enough. And it will take a lot of people being locked up one after another until it's, it's, it's so obvious they can't ignore it anymore. Otherwise, you see, enough for a tyrant is never enough.
0: We we have uh we have a um a strategy that was formed by God knows who if God exists and uh but um and that's probably part of their other program too. Now it's thousands of years old and a friend of mine just co- contacted me from uh it's very uh, quick. The music's playing. Okay, yeah. friend of mine called, called, contacted me from British Columbia out of great frustration saying, What do we do? What do we do? and I said, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just start within oh. your own life and that's that's all we can do start in your own life and those of And I'll be back with more from Hamish myself in the rainy interior of Canada, mosquito infested uh, next week. So good night and your God or your gods go with you.